All right, if you hear the bugs in the background, that's because there's bugs in the background. That's uh, right. Uh, well, I'll start here, Levi, in like a uh, couple of weeks. I guess we're going to go to Guadalupe, uh, the Guadalupe Mountains. Yep. And co- climb Guadalupe Peak. So uh, that's going to be a blast, man. I'm really looking forward to that. You oh, know? I am too. It is going to be uh, a real experience, man. I, I've been... Really itching to get back out to the mountains. It's been a long time since I've been to the mountains, and I can't wait, man. Yeah, and you know, the thing about it is I've never been to this the Guadalupe Mountains before, and it's actually uh, the highest peak in Texas. The, the top two highest peaks in Texas both are there. And, uh, you know, the first one is Guadalupe Peak, and I think the next one is El Capitan. Yeah. And then from there it goes to some uh, mountains down at the Chisos and Big Ben, uh, which is about, you know, a few hours south of the Guadalupe Mountains are right on the border of New Mexico and Texas. And so, I mean, that peak is barely in Texas. When you stand on top of it, I'm sure you can see New Mexico and Texas. Oh, yeah. You know, which is probably pretty cool. Right. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. That's going to be a lot of fun, man, for real. it's it's uh, If there's one thing that we have in this world that is really nice and uh, and I really enjoy, it is, it is the... Uh, the state national parks again i always say that but i mean man it's a wild no, you know if real. you go out there it, it you can you know they can be dangerous don't right. get me wrong i mean it's you yeah. you know you want to be prepared and and uh, have some knowledge of the outdoors but you know anything's dangerous man i love i love the nature and absolutely now i think we've talked about it on the on here before you know how Texas really uh, really could step its game up when it comes to uh, the natural areas and uh, per, you know places for people to go hike that aren't on some trail you know you I mean yeah we got Garner and lost maples and stuff like that but all those places they expect you to stay on this this little trail you know I mean it's not like some I know there's some other states where there's just hundreds of thousands maybe even millions of acres that you can just go. You can go make your own trail. You know, and that that sounds much more appealing to me than just hiking on some old trail, probably bumping into all sorts of other people well, and, and groups of people. What actually ends up happening is trails start to form themselves by people who find cool things mm-hmm. and then people continue to walk there. And then you can just tell like when you're out there, hey this looks cool, look, looks like people come over here and then you go there and it's something that people found. Yep. That happens. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's even a couple of the state parks in Texas where it's smaller, where I think that's actually happened. Just judging by kind of, you know, people were in there early exploring it and came across these things and had to, like, make a trail right. specifically to that little monument. Like, one of the things, and it's right off the main trail. It's not far off. It's probably, like, 150 yards off the main trail. But as thick as the brushes and stuff, you couldn't see it unless you went exploring in. And that's Monkey Rock here in Lost Maples, uh, oh, yeah. at the Nash- at the state park Lost Maples in the Hill Country here. Right. And uh, that one is uh, that one's kind of like that to me, but it, it that that does happen. But that's what makes it cool is you know like it's it's a place of the people like it's the most it's really the most like quote unquote democratic thing right that it's there the is land. yeah and and to go out and explore it. But again, it, that does come with. A responsibility, you know, in times of people should respect if there's like a uh, a burn ban 
and things like that. I truly believe it, you know, because right. there's, there's alternatives for that. You can take gas grills, small propane tanks, and cook if you need to to survive out right. there and still be able to go without having... And I don't think that happens a lot out in the mountains. You know, they do have rain rainy seasons and stuff where it's typically not a problem. But, you know, there are certain expectations that are on people that go out there but again people just know like one of the rules out in the in the national parks and there's not really a rule it's just an unwritten rule but it's a rule is like that you leave things the way you find them right you know you don't just take everything out you don't go in there and say oh cool i'm taking this you know you just leave things the way you find them you know try to preserve it that's the idea of preservation yep and uh that's that's cool you know people I think a lot of times we figure that we need like laws and these hard like, uh, well, what are the rules going to be and what are the guidelines? And I think a lot of times is, you know, just don't don't be stupid and use common sense. I mean, you know, be respectful of not only the land but yourself and other people around you. And really, if you if it's just as simple as that, how much more does it really need to go? People will kind of people aren't stupid. You know, right. when when given the opportunity, a lot of times, and I know a lot of bad things go on in the national parks. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm sure they do. But really, man, when you go out in the national park, you don't, you typically go out there and it's pretty well respected. There's not trash laying around everywhere. Right. It's pretty nice, I'd yeah. say. If, at least from my experience yeah. going there. So... Well, that's good. Don't mess with Texas. Man. Yeah, don't mess with Texas. And, I'm, right. and I was really talking about more of the national parks, like up in the Rocky Mountains right there uh, with that part, because right. the state parks are actually pretty clean um, as well. But, you know, so are a lot of these ranches out here, too. They're pretty clean, too. Right. <laughs> so yep. it all works, right? Whatever works. But, no, I do agree, and I, I, would, I would be on the side of more preserve, like preserving uh, areas that are, like, Ge- like geologically or geographically beautiful and important. Right. I think that that is a good idea. Even some desert lands out in West Texas. It's harsh. People don't want to go out there, but you'd be surprised. Right. You know? I mean, there's a lot to learn out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot there's a lot going on out there, even though it's desolate and rough, man. It's, you know, people want to go to Mars. It's like, dude, I mean, <laughs> just go to West Texas, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. You can even wear a spacesuit while you do it if you know, want to. Yeah. yeah. You know, bounce around a little bit <laughs> out there. You know, it's a good time. But that's a... It's going to be fun driving through West Texas. Yes. As well. I haven't been out there in a while. It's been a while. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that trip, but we'll move on from that. And, and uh, we'll definitely give people an update. I'm sure we'll be talking about it when we get back, too. So oh, it'll yeah. be something that'll come down the pipeline in a few weeks. Right. But, yeah, other than that, I guess, uh, you know... It's pretty much the same old my world, man. I'm just pretty working. Much. I did have a, a pretty funny story, dude, actually, though. I usually, man, I usually go to gigs, and, you know, it's always usually pretty much the same thing. People are listening or, you know, chatting, drinking, eating, you know. Some people dance sometimes, you know. Right. But uh, this past weekend, I was playing a gig, and this group was there, and they were obviously, actually, I kind of felt bad. There was, like, probably six or seven of them. And only like two, two or three of them were real drunk yeah. from the get go, you know. And they were there, and I was setting up, and I started playing. Like they were having a good time, and then they just started to get real rowdy, you yeah. know. And there was one girl in particular 
uh, and she was like super drunk, man. And they must have <laughs> been like uh, drinking all day, you right. know, for sure. And uh, she was like, you know, just going nuts, like, you know, just dancing, just almost to, you know, got up on the stage one time. You know, I was like oh, wow. kind of like freaking out a little bit, like, damn, what's going on? Where right was now? this at in Bandera? In Concan. Oh, in Concan. Yeah. yeah and uh, so then, uh, yeah, so then th- she sets up a stool in the middle of the dance, like the dance area, which is not even that like level of a ground. It's like an outdoor like patio area. Right. And uh, she's going to attempt, she could barely walk, dude. Yeah. And she's going to attempt to stand on the stool. Oh, geez. You know, and luckily, a couple of her sober friends, I guess. I say luckily. For some people there, it was probably unluckily. A couple of her more sober friends were able to like talk her out, like don't, don't do it. Right. And I was thinking the whole time I didn't stop playing. Right. I just kept playing. I was like, no matter what happens here, I'm not stopping. I had made that up in my mind, but I was like almost forgetting even what song I was singing. Right. Because I was thinking if she <laughs> if she gets up on her feet, she's falling. Yeah. For sure, she's going to go down. <laughs> and I was just in the middle of this real intense moment while I was right in the middle of doing my job, you know? Right. It was, it was fucking great, man. It was, so, so then, so then all that happens and they, they get her, she gets like on, a, like one foot and a knee on this stool. She's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, you know? And it's like, no, don't do it, you know? And, you know, right. I was like, well, whatever, you know? I mean, at this point. And I thought she was going to stand and then finally she gets back down and then she puts the stool back and, just keeps dancing and stuff, and then all of a sudden, a little while later, the police show up, oh, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, they, I think they even said like, oh, here come the police,' you know? We're all they just keep doing what they're doing. No one thought anything, you know? Yeah. Police came. The police went and talked to the people in the back, like I guess the owners or something. Right. I don't even know what happened. They went away in the back for a little while, and then they came out and they came up to these people and were like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna have to ask y'all to leave. You know, there's people here that, that are calling and complaining. Y'all are way too drunk and." And I don't know what he even told him. I, I kept right. playing the whole time, dude. While he was talking to them, I kept on one song to the next. You know, oh, I just wow. like, and uh, yeah, it was wild, dude. It just was way really to keep wild. the concentration. That's an exercise in concentration. Yeah, no, there. and plus, like, if you if I stop, then it all goes to them. But right. so then finally, so the, they told him to leave. They start like, you know, flipping off the cops, flip flicking everybody off, like. You know, they're going nuts and everyone. Then people start to like respond back. Now the people are getting involved. They're there. Many more people are there than this group for sure, you know. And now the people are starting to be like, follow them out, you know. And you're starting to see, okay, now maybe something's going to go down here, you know. And uh, I was keeping the groove the whole time, though. By then I was playing some fight songs and shit. And I was like, let's see what happens here, you know. Back to ACDC here. Yeah, but uh start the market. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then so and then so they get like halfway down the road and then uh think they're gone they're all like taking pictures of the place you know they're about to google them and give them some bad uh recommendations and stuff yeah. you know. And then everyone starts to sing while I'm singing still I'm singing a song and then I hear everyone over the top of me start to sing na 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 Hey, that's awesome. Good. But then they came back for a little while, and they were like yelling with people. And then it's like I just, I was, it was, it made my night. Like my night went by fast. Yeah. I was like, I almost felt like I should pay them. Right. You know. I almost felt like that That was entertainment right there. (laughs) Yeah. Like who's entertaining who? Man, this is great, man. It's gonna turned into a royal rumble, fucking quick. You know what I mean? Right. In which case, honestly. I probably would have played through it. <laughs> I probably would have played through the whole thing. 
<laughs> that way when the story got told, it was like, but the craziest thing about this whole story, kids, is the guy playing music <laughs> never <laughs> stopped. <laughs> It's Titanic. Uh, That's Titanic yeah, stuff right, right there. Yeah, I learned the it deck. from them, man. If they can do it, <laughs> damn it, I can too, you know. Holy oh, crap. But that was a great, that was a, like awesome. a, that usually doesn't have, most of the gigs are usually like, not like that. You know, that very, I've, I've very rarely ever seen anything like that. Like one time a drunk guy tried to get on the stage when I was playing with another guy right. and the other guy hated anything like that. And he was like gonna. I thought he was gonna maybe like really get pissed off, and he did get pissed off. But like right. he didn't never get physical or anything. But that was the only other time that anything like that really has happened, especially in a long time. But it was right. great, man. Great moment. Damn it, it was a great moment. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, dude. Yeah. Spice up the the work life every now and then, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. That'll definitely be one that like uh, I don't forget. You know, even the owner was uh, came up to me after, and she's like, you know, sorry about all that. And I was like, you know, honestly, I mean, you know, I could write a song about that. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that I like stuff like that to happen, but damn, I mean, you know, if it's going to happen, you know, it may as well yeah. happen like this when someone could write something about it, you know. Right. Because that's interesting, you know. I don't know what angle I'd take at this point. I haven't really, really thought about it, but one could is what I'm saying. Now, it didn't bother me at all. Right. Really, it didn't bother me. I got quite a bit of entertainment out of it. I didn't tell the owner that, but yeah. really, I mean, I, I would have, I guess. I just, <laughs> but then, then I got invited to come play at uh, its little house party after that. Uh, some of the people that weren't uh, completely intoxicated were like, you know, we got a house a little ways from here. You want to come play a few more songs and play play at the house party? And I was like, shit, I'll come do it. Yeah. You know, why not? Let's come. Let's do it. You know. You and go. then I did it, and it, it ended up being a great night, actually. The whole yeah, night. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, uh, yeah, that was that was good. That was good. And, you know, the whole thing, too, man, is, is like when I'm out working and stuff, and this is something that I, I don't really, I just think it's actually easy for me to do is I don't ever go out and really get into anything politics with anybody ever. Like even when I'm out playing and people try to bring it up, I, I'm always just like I try to just keep playing music and, Right. Keep focused on the, the the music and the stories behind the music, and really focus on that, and not bring anything else in. Right. And then here, a lot of times when we do this, I try to open it up and talk about whatever we want to talk about, and and not bring that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not not uh, push Don't the, mix two, the over. two worlds. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like because like oftentimes, and even someone told me like, oh man, if you if you speak out if you speak out and say things that people don't like, they'll just cancel your ass. You'll never do anything. And it's like, yeah, but you know, if those if that's you know, I mean, if that's what it is, it's what it is. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with with uh, speaking your mind and also going out and being professional in what you do. Right. Do you know what I mean? As a matter of fact, fucking Eric Clapton, man, I love that guy, yeah. dude. Love Eric Clapton. You know, because he's rational and he's yeah. a peaceful dude and he's a great musician, great writer, of course, and just seems like a really great person. And you know, he's like vaccinated, and he said like I wanted to protect like my ki- myself, especially for my kids, and want to live more years with them. You know, I'm 65 years old, but he's like, man, I mean, this whole he spe- he has spoken out about everything that's gone on with the lockdown and stuff. He's like, right. man, I don't know how many more years I have left. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a selfish thing, but it's like, no matter what, I don't know how many more years I have left. I want to play music, you know? Right. Like, that's what I do, man. And uh, I just respect that. I don't know. You know, just really yep. respect respect that mightily. But, uh, you know, 
he's I guess with the reason I bring him up though is because you know if he's ever really gotten political really I've never really heard him get political uh, at least to my knowledge right you know no, but I, can't think of I don't I don't mind when people speak up really and speak their minds especially as artists you know I think whatever's on your mind I think you really should get it out and let it out I, I don't think there should be I think music is definitely an art is is like a it's a mechanism for people to express themselves in the craziest of ways it should be. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways. And I know it can be influential to people and can cause bad things, but I, I really do believe that. You know, I, And if people don't like it, don't listen to it. You know, uh, but, you know, when people start to like, even in sports, you know, I'm not like a shut up and dribble type of a guy, like or shut up and throw the ball and shut up and don't have an opinion. Like, it's good that people are individuals, you know? Right. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, you know, if, if I want to watch a game or I want to listen to music, I, a lot of times I don't want to hear like some like, uh, rant where someone's trying to like bring me into their club. Right. You, don't you know what I'm preach saying? To, yeah. 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 And even yeah. like if someone's making a good point that has relevance to the song, right. Go for it. You know what I mean? But it's like, I don't really want to hear a politician playing the guitar. Yeah. Either. You know what I mean? Or telling me a story. Right. Making up, which they do, they try to story tell all the time, and they're horrible at it, you know? <laughs> they that they just lie straight right. up, you know? Uh, storytellers bend the truth to make the story more fun sometimes, you know? Yep. They just lie. So, right. And it's never more evident than today. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't really, I like to do, I, I like to... Uh, express myself i feel like that it's a way that like when you when we come on here and talk even though it's a minute thing and it could easily just get scratched or whatever uh for sure like anyone else's work could uh we are completely we really are completely independent we just invest into it because we want to do it right and because we want to add because we feel like that you know uh we we can stand for our way of life and at least help people understand our way of life that it's not one that's a dangerous one i don't feel like anyways right. you know that people should be threatened about you know uh and the no, more yeah. people that do that the more we can understand each other's way of life and cultures which is probably a i would say a healthy thing to some extent you know no absolutely you know uh, <clears throat> the, the kind of thing we're doing out here just uh doing a podcast just getting the word out really that's uh that's all that can be done right now, I feel like, you know? Uh, and I know that, like, tonight we wanted to focus more on positive things to talk about, and I think that's really one of the positive things that can be talked about that, that has come out of this whole mess out of the past year and a half is that it's gotten a lot of people talking. I guarantee you there's been a lot more uh, heated front porch conversations in the past year and a half yeah. than... Uh, than a lot of the years past, you know, combined. You know, I don't know that for sure, but I have a good feeling about that anyway. Uh, it's gotten a lot of people talking. It's gotten a lot of people sharing ideas and uh, sharing their uh, their opinions, you know. That's the way that a social revolution has to happen, you know. And it can't be... It can't be shoved down the throat of anybody. It can't be forced. It has to happen organically through the people talking. And then if enough people talk and, and figure out that, hey, they're on the same wavelength, you know, and they can get organized with, with social movements. Maybe it's uh, by 
a political party. Maybe it's by a uh, a nonprofit uh, organization. You know, maybe it's a mixture of the two. Who knows? But uh, that's the way. You know, it's to to use that uh, Star Wars quote. That that is the way. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> you know, just the kind of thing we're doing here. You know, today. Uh, you know, the the podcast is is a great great way to get to get ideas and uh, opinions out there. Anyone with a Facebook page, or you know, I have a Facebook page with yeah. quite a few followers. I, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and it's a double edged sword. Out there. It's a double edged sword for sure. But 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 you cannot deny the good that that can come with it as well. Right. You know, get the word out. That's that would be, uh, I think, the the number one positive thing that's come out of all of this is the fact that the word is getting out. And uh, I think it is splitting into two kind of aisles, you know? I definitely think that the uh, the four corners of the political spectrum are coming out of the woodwork a lot more clearly than they have in the past, uh, in the past several decades anyway. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you know, that that four-part political spectrum where you've got the authoritarian right, the authoritarian left, the libertarian right, and the libertarian left, you know. And there's a lot of people who are just right there in the center, you know, or they're, or they're in the center lower, maybe the center uh, upper you could, part. You could be anywhere you know, on the on the you, graph, You really could be, yeah. yeah, essentially. Depending on uh, what the issue was for a lot of people, you know. Right. You know, but... Uh, now, like, the Libertarian Party, you know, I, th- I definitely feel like it's something that's kind of split into two, almost two distinct, d- distinctive parties at this point, you know. Yeah, which I wonder and, how long how long do you think it has been like that? When well, have- it's probably been like that under the woodwork for a long time. It's just taken a catalyst such as masks and vaccines to really bring that out. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing that, you know, every now and then there's just a catalyst to, to society that just brings the the uh, the opposite forces, I guess you could say, or whatever you want to, you know, out of the woodwork, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think that most people, if you were to just take away their, uh, their cell phones and how they receive news from the outside world and just let them participate in their communities and live their lives, most people would, would just... You know, they never get fired up about anything like that unless somebody actually came and tried to physically force them to do something. Yeah. You know, the uh, social media really is what is something that has brought out the worst. Yeah, I think, and just cell know, phones just, in know. general, probably that's yeah. that 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 well, I mean, that you know, type of that type of media just you know that just always being attached to you, always being controlling your thoughts. You know. I think, too, like the subconscious brain, just your subconscious thought, is something we don't um, probably as a society give enough, you know, I know for sure myself, I'll speak for myself, I don't, like how much that can really wear on you, you know, like you sit there and you put negative stuff or just other people's thoughts in your subconscious all the time, it's like you can probably become a whole other person that you don't even really want to be that way. If you're not careful with that type of... I've seen me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you staring at, fucker? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a great but, one. No, dude. man, that, that is a classic. <laughs> for sure. That one gets forgot about a lot. Yeah, know, it in does. In the Jim Carrey movies. That one is a really good one, dude. But, uh, 
Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a, a mind screw of what's going on right now. And I think that, you know, the phones and the computers definitely have a big role in that. But they also do have a big role in waking people up, man, like you were saying. So it's a, it really is a hard double-edged sword. And, you know, I remember having this conversation. One time there was this guy, he actually taught me how to garden, uh, really, man. I, like, luckily moved next door to him. I might have told that story before, but it's for another day anyways. Uh, he was from Vancouver and had lived in California. And he actually, when he went to, instead of going to college, uh, he went and learned how to garden, how to really farm, like, space and plant uh, things the right time of year and how to water things and yeah. Uh, he was very good at gardening. Like, his garden was unbelievable. It's a damn and, uh, good skill to have right now. Yeah, I know. And he's, I'm sure, still doing it. Where I, He's probably back up in Canada now. But uh, I think he is, actually. But anyways, and uh, he was actually talking about this one time. He said, you know, the Internet's the most beautiful thing, and it's <clears> the worst thing. And this was probably, like, 2012, 2013. And he was like, but, man, one day humans are going to actually learn how to use it, you know, as a tool rather than as just this well i hope so uh yeah but but you know it will come with but it's not that transition's not like cutting through warm butter you know what i mean i mean like that it's actually like probably trying to saw through a rock honestly and you know you're gonna it, it could it could take humanity a long time but you know, I don't think. Well, I, I think there's limitations with these tools. You know, and that's the big thing is if you if we're gonna have a phone attached to us at all times every day, and I am as guilty as anybody else, uh, for sure. That that you know maybe sometimes we need to put that away, and right. maybe we need to just make times for it. You know, we can always make an excuse of why we need to have it, and no one should force you to do that. I'm just saying, like, I mean, what <clears throat> what good is it really? Is it really bringing you? I mean, if if right. If ro- I mean, they're going to have robots that do people's jobs. I mean, people are becoming robots they in really a are. sense. Uh, and so, you know, well, putting becoming- that down and being in a reality is not a bad thing, you know, and, and maybe should be done more. But how do you get there? You know, does it take catastrophes for pe- more people to wake up and realize that? Yeah. That, that, you know, that's what I was just about to get into, you know, is uh, I feel like we've... I think I've used this analogy before. We're like a sleeping teenager. You know, a teenager who's asleep in the bed. They don't want to get out of the bed. You can tell them to wake up all you want. You can tell them to get up all you want. And they're just going to sit there and pull the covers over their head. You know, and and moan. And I don't want, you know. Sometimes. Too early. Sometimes. You just got to yank them out of bed, man. Or you just got to flip the mattress over and give them absolutely no choice. And, you know, I know that's a very cynical way to, to, to think, and I really, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that we can figure out a way to, to uh, kind of rope in this technology and really use it to benefit us as a society. I hope that that can happen seamlessly through time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't see it happening that way, but I, I do hope it happens yeah, that way. Yeah, sure. Uh, and... Uh, you know, just to add to this point, just within the past couple of days, uh, I think the news broke about Elon Musk's uh, robots. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about these. Yeah, actually, they, I did see. Yeah, you know, the, I mean, that. he he, uh, he he stated that one of his goals was to uh, <clears throat> basically make it, uh, at least in for the people who can get a hold of these robots, make humans doing manual labor a thing of the past. 
you know. And you ever seen that movie Wall-E? Uh, parts of it. Yeah, yeah. We're about the little robot who roads yeah. around on oh, Earth. Yeah. Earth is nothing is. but trash. Yeah, I know what it and is. And people, yeah. you know, people live in it. And I know this is a Disney movie, and I'm not saying it's going to look just like this or anything like that, but it, uh, people have just gotten to a point where they're just nothing but big, flat, fat blobs, you know, that sit in a chair, and everything's automatic. Everything's done automatically, you know. Uh, and I really feel like we're we're headed to something sort of like that, you know, maybe not maybe not quite so Disney-esque, but, but something comparable, you know, at least on a social scale. Dan, I feel like this, we're on this railroad track, and something's got to break that track, you know. Eventually, some generation has to throw that train off that track, if they decide that, that, that where the track leads is not somewhere they where want to go. Where they're forced to, yeah. Right, you know. Uh, they're forced, they have no other choice but right. to. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, that, that, that does come around... Uh, Every so often, there's a generation that does Every that. I mean, you know, years uh, slightly, you know, something about like that. You know, no. we're checking our watches every now and then, uh, and uh, you know, this is, I guess well, we could go. We we could go now into uh, this. This could be a perfect beltway into Afghanistan. Well, I, I will say we know? will get into that, but I wanted to cover this too before because one thing I do think you're seeing, and we did. We did say this. We talked about this a few months ago, and not to scratch our backs, not because we know anything, but because I think we just think, I think millions and millions and millions of people in the world see this because they just right. think objectively. They think for themselves. They think freely. They right. don't bow to what people say. They think with an open mind, you know, and that's, they, so I think a lot of people see this, but we were covering that they were going to, you, you know, we think eventually people are going to start protesting these things. Right. And uh, you're seeing it now, man, for sure. They, oh, yeah. they are, people are really starting to... You've seen what's going on down in Australia? In Australia, but in France, man, there's some footage, and I can try to bring it up next time you, you really start getting into some dialogue. I'll, right. I'll bring this up, uh, th- some images of people in France. I'm telling you, man, these people are really... And, and when they interview these people, and you can see some... I can show you some independent journalists, especially in, in Australia, that are covering it from the ground. Right. And when they interview these people, man, these people aren't going away. They're not going away until some changes are made. They're tired of it. You know, and I really do feel like that one thing with Australia that I, I think I think is fair, a lot of people like bashed them and saying, Oh, the Australians will just take this, they'll just take it, you know, and that they get into that rhetoric, but I think a lot of countries in the world have no other choice. What are you gonna do? Like you said. Yeah. Coyotes. Coyotes and you I, might hear that. That's yeah, cool. I don't know if they can hear that on the microphone, but we can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hope they off. can. I hope y'all can eventually. I hope yeah. Maybe they'll get clo- they'll get close sometimes where, where you don't have any choice, but they will hear them. Yeah, you know. But uh, so, um, dang it, lost my train of thought and it got <laughs> me, dude. No, the damn uh, coyotes. Yeah, the damn coyotes got oh, me, yeah, dude. That's a closer one. Yeah, no, that you yeah. you. Oh yeah, they probably hear that yeah, one. Maybe they can. I think you can. I think there is a little blip right there. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta oh. love it. Just right over there, yeah. Little, little wildlife entertainment for y'all. Yeah, that's great, man. These coyotes, man, they run this place. Yeah. When it comes down to it, they're all over these hills. Oh yeah, you know they, they. And at night, this is their domain. Dude. Yeah, it's I their tell time. you what, man, I would not want to be caught in one of these canyons back here. 
at least not unarmed anyway, yeah. by a pack of coyotes. Yeah. You know, I do remember what I was saying now, though. I do. It was that uh, we were talking about Australia. Yeah. And uh, so the Australians' approach to COVID-19 from, what I, from the people who defend it was that they wanted to shut the whole thing down and have they wanted they were going no case approach. We want right. to beat this thing. We want to have we don't want to ever let it in. Yep. We don't want to get to herd immunity, none of that. We want it that's New Zealand and Australia's approach. They have a much smaller population than the United States and other big countries. So it's it's more understandable. Right. But um my one one thing I do have to say to that is one day the world so y'all are going to stay in Australia, your population's never going to leave Australia again. Because in ten years, COVID nineteen will probably still be a thing, right? And and you're still just going to have Australia locked down. I mean, yeah. you know, at what point are you going to say, look, you know, a virus is a virus, and it's going to virus. Right. You know, I mean, so are you doing your people some, some, you know, like not letting them get to, you know, I mean, yeah. not, you know, you have a vaccination, you have a vaccine. If people want to take it, they can. If they don't, they don't. If they want, if they they want to risk that and possibly their lives to not take it, then that's their prerogative, right? But I mean, uh, man, I just really, I do dispute that. I, I don't think that's the right way to look at it, but I do think in all fairness, that's that's their, that's what they're trying to do. So right. for people who are saying like, oh man, they're, they're just like crazy authoritarians. It's like, well, I mean, kind of been that way from the beginning. Of right. it. I mean, you know. This just gave them extent. a good excuse to bring it all out. Yeah, but I do think this is a good time uh to definitely, you know, authoritarianism just is not a good way to run to run a successful place because people are going to resent that and they may not do anything about it at that point, but until you continue to build up that resentment, right. and uh, you, it's just not a trustworthy way to build a, a, a happy society. I wouldn't think by authoritarian means. Now, if the people in Australia are fine with it, they're fine with it, but. From what I see, there's large numbers starting to come out uh, in Australia, in France, and in, in uh, some other countries in in uh, in Europe. But right. uh, the United States, I know you said there was actually a rally in Austin this past weekend. I don't know how it I went or anything. anything. I didn't hear about it. it. Yeah, I heard I don't nothing even know about if it. it. Actually, ended up happening. Yeah, but um, there is a, you know, there is a. There is that, right. you know, and I and I well, think that, that that has something to do with like the human spirit, you know, uh, you know, these conversations will will grow, you know, these right. front porch conversations that you were talking about, you know, they will they will manifest, and uh, I just hope that people within positions of power have, and again, this is I don't think this is going to happen, but I say I hope this is going to happen, right. is that they're going to have some answers for or some you know, answers for moving forward as a society because they're going to have to, uh, to some reg- to some regard, or people are not going to continue to take this. And in America, I can definitely speak to in, pl- in certain parts of America. And I would imagine it's probably the same thing in parts of Australia. Parts of Australia maybe are more anti, you know, establishment than others. But there are parts of America that are not going... If you lock them down or you mandate vaccines or something, they're going to resent you forever and they're just going to build their separate society as long as they have any type of means to do so. Right. And if not, they'll just fight for it because that's what you're forcing them to do. Yeah. And that's just what will happen, you know. Well, you know, I think that what pretty much exactly what you're saying was summed up 
in a brilliant document written by Thomas Jefferson in 1776. Okay. And I got it pulled up right here. I just I had to pull it up because I, I wanted to be able to quote it directly. Uh, but it... Uh, oh, dang it. Now I oh, yes. Here it is. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not change for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while, evil, while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and uh, usurpations pursuing invariably the same object even uh, I honestly don't know this word, <laughs> evinces, uh, a design... Evinces? Yeah, I don't know that. I'm not uh, sure about that one. That might be a typo in this in this website. Uh, a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. So, I mean, that sums it up perfectly. You know, it is it is human nature. Nobody wants to go out there and be in the fray of of some heated battle or to be in the in in the middle of some. Uh, social revolution. Most people just want to live their lives peaceably and as best they can. And myself included. Right. You know, all of us. I think yeah. all of us would say that. Yeah. You know. Uh, and and that's exactly what what they're talking about in the Declaration. That you know, as long as evils are sufferable, most people will just suffer them, yeah. just just to live their lives. You know. But but eventually. There's always that straw that breaks the camel's back after that, you know, that long line of despotism. Uh, and I guess, you know, the big, the big question that's uh, facing us today is, what, what is that straw? You know, how much you, straw is think on the is, camel's back? Do you back? think it is like mandatory vaccinations? Not so much COVID-19. Obviously, right. the lockdowns and stuff happened. The resentment built, for sure. But uh, did uh, do you really think that that the mandatory vaccinations would be like the the breaking point the straw for a, that lot, broke. for a lot of people for a lot of people yeah i think because i mean i think that would just depend on how far they're really willing to take it you know because i mean you know, well i think we're but, seeing how we're, how they're going to do it i think how they're right. obviously and i'm just speaking to what i see and like what they've done is that they're forcing businesses through the right. businesses through the they're going yeah even so you'll lose your job you'll lose your way of life basically you won't be able to you, i mean they could even make it to where you won't be able to go shopping some you know at, yeah. at, at least at the the larger grocery stores and stuff like that uh, i i really think that it, anyone who uh, who really believes that that the the not getting the vaccine is the hill they they could die on? Uh, better expect to see a decrease in their standard of living in the in the future, especially if they live in a large urban area. Out here in the country, me and you, even if they were to crack down real hardcore, either way we're going to be poor like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, honestly, I can do. I can get by shopping in Medina if I really need to, you yeah. know. I mean, and there ain't no I can I can promise you nowhere in Medina is gonna be gonna be doing the vaccine mandate. Maybe the Family Dollar if they do it on a on a yeah, uh, chain wide basis. But the people that work there probably still they had a mask sign on the whole time, you know, and they never enforced that there either. But uh, no, really, I think that. Uh, 
Yeah, if you if you really are hell bent on not taking the vaccine, then that could be a lot of people's breaking points, depending on how far you know if it, how far they try and take it. Yeah, you know, because even if they, uh, you know, I was actually I was talking to this buddy of mine just the other day about this very thing. You know, I was like, because he was saying he, you know, I won't get the vaccine. I'm not going to do it. And I was just playing devil's advocate. You know, yeah. and I was like. Well, what if they made it to, to where you just, you couldn't buy anything, man? Like you literally, what? Like what if they made it so hard that you just had to be like essentially Amish if you wanted to not get vaccinated? Like you couldn't get a driver's license, nothing, if you weren't vaccinated. Like and and, and that kind of that, that made them think, yeah, you the, know. Get the jab. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, really. People, anyone who's anyone who's who's really that hell bent on not getting the vaccine needs to consider that sort of possibility. You know, because it's it's just like I've said three times now. How far will they be willing to take it? I think that would depend on whether or not this could be the straw well, that breaks the Well, I can tell you this right now. I will not take the vaccine for sure f- f- under the pressure of, like, under peer pressure or political pressure. That's right. for damn sure. Like, if I were to ever take a vaccine, it would be because my doctor said, dude, you are at risk. You have a condition, you are at risk. If you get this, I'm telling you that this is something you should really consider. Then I would listen to a real professional and talk to them many times about it. Right. And that people that know me, know my way, know my history, you know. I, I, you know, I, I will, I am more than happy to, you know. Oblige, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, as far as as far as standing my ground on this one, right? You know, and uh, I'm not afraid to say that. And I do not want, I do not wish illness upon anybody, not myself or anybody else. And I know something's gonna get us all. It's unfortunate, you know. Uh, it sucks, and I don't want to be a part of people having that. So I don't. I'm really just even done hearing that at this point, right? About you're gonna kill grandma and shit. Well, guess what? You know, I mean. I'm not trying to do anything like that. I'm just trying to live my life while I have this time on this earth. You know what I mean? And I think that's the way a lot of people see it, you know? Like, you're sitting here saying, what do you, you know, when does it stop? You're saying you're going to save us from COVID-19 and you need to lock us all down and make our lives a living hell uh, because you're trying to save everybody from this thing. And meanwhile, we're all going to die anyways. Right. You know, someone's going to get in a car wreck, you know, and, and, you know, someone, you know, people are going to get cancer and people are going to get, you know, and I'm going to die of something at some point, right. you know, sooner or later. And so it's just a, uh, it's just a well, real, it's just a real flawed, it's just a real flawed way of looking at other people, humanity, mm-hmm. life in general. And, you know, I'm like, a, I, I don't, I'm definitely not like a man of like the church or some super like religious person. Uh, and I don't pretend to be, but I do really feel like that there is a uh, real value into having a, a larger faith than just our little existence, right. you know, and uh, having some faith, you know, in things larger than yourself and, and, and again, even beyond our imagination, right. you know, is looking at it from a, uh, from a, a positive perspective like, uh, whatever that means to you, I think there is some real value in that, and not looking at everything uh, cynically, like that. You know, 
I mean, I think it just leads to bad behavior, right? quite frankly. And uh, people that don't have any faith and that are scared, they're just scared. They're scared of everything. So scared that they'll be manipulated and they'll fall for like traps like being a part of forcing other people to do things they don't want to do. Right. And it's like that's that is that's a bad way to live life, man. I just really don't think that anybody wants to have anyone but their doctor telling them what to do. Right. With them when it comes when it to comes this. comes to medical issues. I mean, and I know. it just seems like a no-brainer to me. Seems yeah. like kind of an easy one, but maybe I'm off on it. I mean, shit. I'm human. I'm wrong all the time too. So. Right. Well, you know, just to to tie up the 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 and then we'll go into Afghan. Right, yeah, to tie Afghan. up this whole vaccine and mask thing. You know, I, uh, th- I think two episodes ago we had uh, Kevin on with us, and he, he brought up the g- very good question, does, the, the, does this all matter? You know, and he used the analogy of a, uh, you know, that this is like a flood. Floodwaters, they rise. Everybody, you know, they rise and they fall. Everybody talks about them for, for a little while, and then eventually it becomes the past, and, you know, nobody talks about it anymore. Uh <clears throat> And right now with, with uh, the COVID-19 thing and the vaccines and the variants, it shows absolutely no sign of slowing down. In fact, it only shows signs of uh, speeding up, especially as we move into uh, fall and winter. The CDC is already saying that they're expecting that there's going to be a new variant this winter that's going to be more resistant to their vaccines. You know, they're already... Uh, pushing the the vaccine and the mask rhetoric more and more every single day. There's there's no sign that the floodwaters are going to go down anytime soon, you know. And it's and it's actually looking like they they built a dam and they just flooded the valley, you know. And we're like the town in the middle of the valley that just ends up at the bottom of the lake. I know there's lakes all over the country. People know this analogy because dang near every single lake in this country has a town at the bottom of it, yeah. you know. I know I used to live, when I lived in Kansas, we lived right next to uh, Clinton Lake. It was called Clinton Lake because the town of Clinton was at the bottom of the thing. Yeah. You know? Dang, <laughs> you man. know, that, that's what they do. It'd be crazy to you scuba know? dive down there, right? Yeah. But you no, people yeah. have. People dude. have. People definitely do. They used to do that all the time. Damn, I'm going to look this up now, dude, yeah. when I get out of here. <laughs> What about the wind? Do you hear the wind blowing guy? That guy was trippy. Right oh, yeah. I know yes. that people don't get Oh, that man, word. I almost wish you had it pulled up so we could play yeah. that on here, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I do want to... When we live the COVID thing, and that's, that is great, I do yeah. feel what you're saying on that. And I totally... Uh, I agree at some point that... Uh, no, that rises and changes everything forever. Right. You know, and, and things are never the same. And uh, that is that is absolute. And again, I'm not saying that's what's happening now, or I'm not saying that I want it to happen for sure. I definitely don't want it to happen. Like we were just saying, you want to live your life happy, but it just you know without these problems. But you know, at what point do do you have to have like okay, I have ethics and a way of life and a way that I want that I want to you know teach my kids to come up in this world and look at life, and when that's being encroached upon at what point do you say hey enough's enough you know leave me alone i'm not hurting anybody i'm trying to live my life you know leave me alone and uh, i think that's fair i think it's fair for people to say that and i hope people continue to pay attention you know probably a healthy thing to some extent uh but i want to leave with this scott gottlieb and i don't want to um i don't want to harp on this person because i don't i don't know him as a person he could be a nice person for all i know and you know, that's one thing that I never really want to get into really is trying to criticize people 
you know, and kick people and things like that because it's just not it's not cool. And uh, right. I don't like to do that personally, you know, to, to each their own. You know, I, I'm not into it. But I did want to state something that I think is a real problem in our system. And I know you could go down the list and probably come up with a hundred of these, if not more, hundreds of these over the years, over the past decades in the American government and big business and the connection between them. But Scott Gottlieb, he's an American physician and investor. I don't see how those two things work together too well. But anyways, an American physician and investor who served as the 23rd Commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration, also known as the FDA, from 2017 until 2019, so under Trump. He is presently a resident fellow at the conservative think tank, the American Enterprise Institute, a partner at the venture capital firm New Enterprise Associates, but here's the important thing here. Remember, this guy was the commissioner of the FDA. He is now a member of the board of directors for the drug maker Pfizer Incorporated. So I think that people should just choke on that for a little while and we should really think about the way that you know, we do business here. Yep. Especially before we ever go around the world and tell people what they need to be doing. And you know, this is another thing that's kind of heating back up and... Uh, I think that the, I, I really do believe this when it comes to this issue of getting the people out of Afghanistan. I, I know nothing about it. I know I know more about it than people that have never studied Afghanistan at all. I've definitely tried to study any documentaries like real footage and things and, you know, try to get a feel for what the soldiers, you know, uh, think about it. And they, you know, it's hard to get a consensus, really. But, right. you know, I try to study it. So I'm not completely ignorant to it. But, you know, I think the people who know it best are people who have been there. Right. And I think that if there were people who were promised things, like really given passports and way out, if the war ever came to an end like this, I think should probably have a chance to get that. I think that's a fair argument. I, I think that's very fair, man. Like, yeah. it's a... What's the line, though, to just every... Maybe there's a lot of people who want out, who are going to, like, make fake documents even, or who knows what, what will happen. Right. They'll get their hands on you know, things that aren't real. And so, you know, that that's a hard process. I do understand that. And I think that people who have been there should have the, the most of, of the say-so. I think people should listen to people who have been there. But I also get a consensus that a lot of people who have been there are saying that they want to make another run in, yeah. you know, like make another run in, get people out. We could do it, you know, airstrikes, you know, whatever we need to go in there and just get these people out say, no. This is our line in the sand. We're getting everyone out. We're not allowing this to happen. And I would, I would admit that they, they have that over me. I, I have never been there. Right. I, and, I, and I have, you know, I don't think anyone should have gone over there. I don't think it was a good policy for our country to have. I think a lot of the troops would probably maybe feel the same, especially about Iraq. That's a little bit of a different story, but. You know, maybe you know back back when people went to Afghanistan, people were very favorable about it. Again, we talked about that last time uh, because of the 9/11 attacks, and they wanted to. But how many people really wanted to build a nation out of this? Right. And well, the mission was never supposed to be nation building. You know, when we invaded Afghanistan and Iraq after 9/11, the mission was supposed to be to get the people who were involved in 9/11. And then he, here was the sticker part, though, was to make sure that Afghanistan didn't become a uh, base of operations from which terrorists could attack 
America. Uh, and I get that. I get the rhetoric. Uh, I think that that logic, though, I mean, you could the, say whole that planet, the, whole the whole planet could be a base of operations for terrorists <laughs> to strike America. I mean, yeah. you know, that, I think, was, was a flawed part of the mission that led to the mission to nation building. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we figured that the only way to make Afghanistan not a hotbed for terrorists was to, you know, uh, regime change and to prop up a puppet government, basically. A government that now has proven that it was exactly a puppet government. You take the hand out of it and the puppet just falls. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay. And, and again, I'm going to ask you this real quick. I'll just want to get one, one quick, one quick thing is that, and, and again, we're just, we just spitball and we have our opinions. That's all this is really. But right. in your opinion, do you think that, uh, one, one surge, let the, let the military take over, let them get people out. Yes or no? Do I think that we should go the, that the military go back should there go right back now in and get people and now. get yep. back in anything at, I mean, at all cost? Yeah, man. You know, by if they can do it by the thirty first, by the deadline, you know, uh, get them out of there, get as many people as you can out of there. But when it comes to risking the ignition of a whole new war, a whole other twenty years, like you know, I mean, I don't know, you know. Is it? And I know that uh, a lot of people would probably say that that's that I have no empathy. I have no empathy for that for that you know take. Uh, but you know, I, I don't believe that just because I don't think that America should be policing the world or the superhero of the world or whatever you want to call it means I have no empathy. You know, I do have empathy for those people. Uh, I I really wish that. That the, that the people over there, the Afghan army, would have done their job and, uh, you know, defended their country like we've been training them to do for the past 20 years. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, I mean, it, there's just got to be a point where you got to throw your hands up and be like, dude, yeah. you know, how much how, how much more resources are we supposed to throw in I think to the Afghanistan thing? thing? Right when it, but, but when it comes to getting the people out, you know, to go back to, I, I went off a little bit there, but no, to, go back right. to, no, your, to go back to your, to your specific thing, I think that everything that can be done without reigniting a new war should be done. Uh, but man, we got to tread lightly when it comes to, when it comes to reigniting a whole new war with the Taliban, man. Yeah. You know? I mean, because then you you just go back in there with the same old rhetoric we went in there with. Well, I think I, I think and I think after this little debacle right here, I think that the sentiment from the rest of the world would be very negative if we went in and just went back in. Right. You know, I don't think that would be a good look yeah. for real. Now, you know what I would you know what I would I would support going back in if they constitutionally declared if Congress. Constitute went through the constitutional process and declared war. If that happened with an objective mission, with an objective yeah. mission, you get people the, voted okay, for it. Yes, yeah. exactly. If Congress actually constitutionally declared war and there was an objective, see, because that's the thing: when you declare war, you have an obligation to end it. Yeah, you know, when you don't declare war, like we have not done in the United States since World War II. And it, it, what has happened? Every single conflict we've gotten involved with since World War II has just lasted years and years for that very reason. 
because we did not declare war. We didn't set specific missions. And, you know, just like you said, I'm not, I'm not a uh, military, you know, anything. I'm just a, just a citizen with a, with an opinion, but my opinion happens to be a constitutional one. And I don't think that American soldiers should go to war. And I think that any situation where you're putting American soldiers' lives at risk, where they're going to have to fight battles, and, and they should at least know what that they're is fighting war. for. That is yeah. war, and that shouldn't happen without constitutional declaration of war. Yeah, in my that is my opinion anyway. Yeah, yeah, which 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 was done in Afghanistan at the very beginning. You know, it was done that way, right? They went right. to Congress and voted upon the Afghanistan War and the Iraq War. They believe they were right, the last but there was two. never an actual declaration of war. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, right. Yeah, and now, now the objective was to capture Osama bin Laden and stop the hotbeds of terrorism. That was right. the initial objective for sure. But again, that was lost way along the way. I mean, to me, there's no. I don't think, you know. We went over this last time. You know, from the very beginning, they should have investigated who exactly was behind what exactly we were doing. I think there was ulterior motive to Afghanistan from the very beginning with minerals right. and things like that, no matter what anybody wants to say. Iraq, too. That's my opinion. Sticking to it, man. From what, from the things that I've seen and the way that this system operates, this machine operates, you know, they're not going into these countries if they don't have something on the other side to protect. You know, there's right. something. They're not that good-natured, man. I'm sorry. It's just not the way it is. They can sell that all they want. It's just not the way it is. Right. But, uh, you know, I think when it comes down to getting people out, I, I, I actually really agree with you. And I think it's one of the probably the hardest things that someone would have to choose to do because especially if you didn't. Now, Biden voted for the war, so whatever. He supported yeah. it the whole time, and he never, you know, no matter what, he really, one way or the other, he supported it. Uh, it went right through his administration. He was part of the surge. I mean, he was right there the whole time. But uh, if you were in there and you had nothing to do with this, what a hard issue to have to go about. Because you do. You have to. People are going to tell you you have blood on your hands. And you have. Dude, if, if you go back in now, what's it going to be like in two weeks? Right. What's it going to be like in four weeks? What if you get back and it's like, hey, there's more people that we didn't get up in this other province. I mean. You know, you look like you're not keeping your end of a deal. And you're going to sit there and say, well, it's because we don't negotiate with terrorists. But, I mean, man, I mean, they're not in America. Right. I mean, you are in Afghanistan. And I'm not saying you should sit there and be friends with people who want to kill you for being in their country. You know, that's, you don't have to be friends with them. You don't have to agree with their way of life and... After 20 years and all the resources we've tried to spend with, if that can't fix it, throwing anything else at it right now, man, I think it's a really bad idea. Right. I think it, especially with no, I mean, again, if you're going to go in there, there better be a declaration. Here's what we're doing. We have until August 31st to get these people out. We'll agree with our deadline, but we're going to go in there. We're going to take over these. We're going to go over and take over every freaking uh, airport there. We're going right. to tell the Taliban, we're coming to get them, you know. Yeah. And if that's and if and if they do it in a in a way that is proper, I, I again, what, who am I to say anything? That's it's a fit proper channel. It's a proper channel, right? You know, but uh, you know, again, the other thing is, it's not. I don't see it being what it's going to be. The same generals making the same decisions. It's not like they're going to give it to the 
You know, it's not like they're going to hire out some right. expert group of people to go in there and get this. Yeah. The same people are in charge that have made the same mistakes. So, yeah, and that's exactly the, that's my main. You know, that's my main uh, crit, critique, I guess you could say, of the whole situation is that. Uh, yeah, you know, I would I would love just as much as anyone else. I would love for these people to be to to be gotten out of Afghanistan. You know, uh, especially anyone who is an American. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it almost seems like they want to get practically any Afghani who who loves America, you know, out of there. Uh, you know, I think that's an unrealistic expectation. But, uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I, I really hope that they can get those people out of there. But you got to think about the, you got to think about the long-term ramifications of whatever is done to get them out of there, you know, and... I mean, I've already said it before, how, you know, how we don't want to start another 20 years of nonsense, yeah. you know, over, yeah. over a debacle. Well, and here's the other side of that is, and, and I heard someone uh, was had a take on it that wasn't a bad take, but they did mention at some point about uh, how, how can you even talk about, like, a domestic issue when you've got this big quagmire hanging over your head with Afghanistan right now, and it's like... Uh, that's exactly why you need to get out of there and stop talking about Afghanistan. Right. You know, this the, these domestic issues are not going to go anywhere, man. Yep. You know, they are they are here to stay. People are frustrated. People are frustrated with things uh, in schools. People are frustrated with their businesses not working well. People are frustrated with all types of policy from from uh, you know masking kids to. Uh, what is another like uh, critical race theory? And again, I don't care whether you agree with it or not. It's splitting people up. It's causing a huge yep. rift in our society, you know. And if you don't, if you don't uh, pay attention to that, well, man, you're becoming everything that you set out to destroy, really, in a large part. And so I think that it's actually pretty smart to focus upon ourselves you know and probably like on a personal level too like that can go like as far down as you want it to go you know scorpion oh nice yeah these scorpions are the real man that's why you get guineas right there dude yeah guineas will eat them man oh yeah chickens oh, yeah. too yeah chickens too Look. yeah they love them they're tasty but yeah you know all the way down to the individual level you know is making sure that you have your own like house and life in order the way that you foresee it because that's hard enough a challenge as it is you know right. go on to trying to have one person run a country like america it's a dude it's a silly concept you know it's just a silly concept and i don't i don't think that it's going away i wish that that way of thinking would go away right. and that people wouldn't try to control others and that they also people wouldn't you know piss on other people's picnics and do stupid stuff and they would be more responsible and that's a you know that you can wish in one hand and shit in the other man yeah. you know for sure <laughs> because what's going to happen here and I think this I think history defends this probability is that whenever governments become this have this way that it only it's only going to elevate it's only going to escalate you know yeah. so that's why like for people saying like, oh, just get your vaccine. Trust me, if we all get our vaccine, we can go back to normal. Yep. You know, uh, I think what they're what they're missing here is no, you won't. 
because right. it's gonna be something else next. And eventually, until it's until it it's so much something else that it affects so many of us that we all finally say, "We told you." I mean, you know, damn. Right. We thought people would never, you know, this would never come to consensus, you know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean. My son's going down there to check on the ducks, I guess. <laughs> With his bow. Yeah. Got it just got in case he's the, the raccoon. The light. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool if he got a raccoon, I guess. Though, yeah. You know. Could go get a coyote the... out there tonight. Yeah. <laughs> My ducks have a little house. Yeah. I built them. And it's kind of like I threw it. It's a nice, like, it's very thick and made made well, but it's just kind of, I put it together and we call it the quack house. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no. yeah. So they have a nice little spot down there where they can't really, they're safe. But yeah, it is, uh, those coyotes, man, I hear them. I don't hear them, you know, tonight we kind of got lucky. I mean, I'll, like if I sit out here every night, I'll hear them once a week for sure. Yeah. They get pretty close. Uh, and every now and then you'll hear the cougars certain times of year, especially in the wintertime. Yep. Uh, you, you will hear them scream every now and then for sure. Uh, that was like a complete turnaround from what we were talking about, but it's all good because, yeah. I mean, we have covered that a lot. And I mean, I, again, I, I don't have any expertise in the matter, and I really don't care to. I, I really care to work on people around me and myself and my life, my profession, my work, and uh, and focus on that rather than trying to tell. I, atrocities in the world are horrible. Right. I hate to see them, but if you're going to stop, if you're going to stop them, it starts at home, you know, and you have to ha- have your house in order. Man, we just we just straight up don't. There's yep. just nothing around. There's just no way around that, you know. And uh, you know, yeah. I mean, that's that's a uh, that's something. One you know, one thing I thought that I I've always actually done. I've I've enjoyed to do because just because I you know my young kids. I love taking them to stuff like this, and and it always pester me is like. When I'd go to the beach, especially in the jetties, like I like to walk down the jetties, and you see just a collection of trash uh, that's always here. And on the Texas roads, you see it a lot on the highways. And I've always enjoyed doing trash cleanups and being a part of stuff like that. And uh, I actually know that the Adopt-A-Beach, Texas, the state of Texas has an Adopt-A-Beach program that they run through the state of Texas. And on September 18th, they're having a statewide uh, trash yeah. cleanup on the Texas coastlines uh, at, all, at all these different beaches right. from South Padre Island all the way up to Galveston, wow, you know, and cool. it's really cool, man. I think that's, I think it's stuff like that that's going to make the difference in our future because remember, there's still kids out here, right? you know, that have a generation and a life to look up, look up to and look forward to, you know, what are we giving them to look forward to, you yeah. know, what are we giving them to look at and say, hey, you know, we're sitting here beating down their throats, you know, all this nonsense, political footballs getting thrown in their field constantly, and yet, you know, they're not learning responsibly, they're not being educated responsibly, a lot of them, you know, yeah. and uh, it's a shame, you know, and the more we can do that can get kids involved and stuff like that, and like uh, being involved in productive things moving forward for our country and our communities, I think the better off we're going to be, man. Oh, yeah. And so, like, trash cleanups, things like that, and, like, uh, you know, not so much community, uh, just being involved, man, whether it's just, like, a dance night or something in your in, in places, you know, and and you, you don't have to, if you don't feel comfortable getting close to people, you think you're going to get sick, well, or if you're not someone who likes to go out and do that, uh, 
there's other things you can do. You know, yeah. you can go clean up trash by yourself. You can go, uh, you know, but being, you know, being productive, being productive, I feel like it, it does something spiritually for an individual. You know, it right. keeps you healthy, like eating good food, like eating healthy food does. You know, the more you beat yourself down and do negative things and are unproductive, I think it just it really adds to to the unhealth of a human being. Right. You know, you feel like you're not doing anything and that you're not worth anything. You yeah. Know? Well, and you know, being a being a uh, part of your community, you know, your local community, I think is really important. Uh, like what you were saying for one psyche, uh, and especially when it comes to like, uh, I think you said like going to dances or stuff like that, going to community gatherings, you know, yeah. when, when, when people say, I think when a lot of people hear you say, be a part of your community, they think go be on some board or go take some position that, that go get involved in something that requires a lot of responsibility. You know, that's not, that's not what it means. You know, being a part of your community is about just knowing your neighbors, yeah. you know, knowing them and building connections with people and f- even people with whom you disagree. You yeah. know, <laughs> I can think of, I can, th- I can think of quite a few people in the, uh, in the community, you know, that I live in that I don't, uh, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of their politics really, but I'd give them a dozen eggs you know, yeah. if they asked me for one, you know, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure they would give me a dozen eggs too, if you know, or a cup of milk or whatever. That's the point of or a community. Or if you see them at functions, you'll still have fun. Yeah. Of a community, you know, and not only for helping us out, but just for knowing that the people on the other side of the aisle are still people. They're yeah. good people just trying to live their lives. I think that so many people who are uh, maybe more introverts who do nothing but sit there on their phone and only see the world through the social media lens could very easily fall into that trap of believing that everybody who does not agree with them is just an evil person who's out to take away their way of life and, you know, and, uh, and, you know, like I said, you don't got to agree with their ideology. In fact, ideologically, maybe you might even believe that, yeah, the way they're, you know, the, the, the ideology they're supporting might be something that could threaten your way of life, you know, in the future, but not from that individual, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's just something that people need right now in our country. If we don't want to see things go down a very dark path, that has to be something that happens. Yeah, it's for people, I really it's for do. People to wake up and realize that we're all Americans. We're all connected through the same culture and everything. Like you know, even the people who want to say that they're not, they are. Yeah, you know. And at the end of the day. The people, your neighbor who doesn't agree with you politically will probably still laugh at the same things you laugh at, you know. They probably like the same kind of foods you like, you know. They're, yeah. they're human. There's, there's they're interests. Just like there's us, there's, there's similar have, interests. We yeah. have to remember that. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And I do think that there are people uh, all over the, not only the country, but all over the world that are doing this right now. I think it's going on. I really do. I, I do believe that they don't, it doesn't get covered near enough. And I know that there is a positive force in almost every community right. that is trying to do something. And uh, whether or not people take to it and agree with it or want to criticize it or whatever, no matter what happens out of it, I know that I know that there are people out there trying. And I know that there are people out there that care and, and definitely uh, take that to action. And it's a good thing, for sure. And, you know, strength will be built out of uh, difficult times. You know, you just have to make sure that you don't, 
you know, when you when you misguide principle, like when you when you misguide your your ethics and you just bow down real quick because you think things are going to get comfortable, there's going to be a backside of all this. Right. And you might just lose yourself in the process, you know. So you might want to be careful. Like you said, like they might they might take the oh, they might, you know, if you don't get vaccinated, you might have nothing. And that's very true and uh, you do have to be prepared for that. But at the same time, if you're somebody who is demanding that everyone must take a vaccination or must do this or must do that and that you know you're you're pushing these ways upon people that it's definitely going to have a backlash you know you have to live with that as well on the backside of all of all of that goes on and yep. uh you know you bear a lot of responsibility for uh the same types of you know bad things that go on from you know people's frustration you know, you, you bear the same type of responsibility. So, you know. Yep. Well, people th- need to remember that anything that the government does to try and suppress someone you don't like, they can also do to you. Exactly right. And it will happen. It yep. will. It, remember, I mean, just like, you know, when they don't need you anymore, you know, they'll they'll quickly look at Biden. Yeah. You know? He's a great example Cash of that. Poor side. guy. Oh, He's man. Louise. Puppet. God dang. Puppet. Ah, well, I mean, that's for sure. No. That's a rabbit hole we could spend the whole episode on. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that goes back 50, 50 years now for yeah. him. So, yeah, that's definitely a, uh, that's definitely it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think th- I think that there's a, you know, I've been I've been, you know, really, you know, with my music and my, uh, I promised myself that as a writer and no matter what I do in music, you know, it all started for me from writing songs. That's all I really ever wanted to do. It just so happens that I go out and play songs that people know and some of my own and try to entertain people now and it's led to what I do now. But what I really love is writing my own stuff and and just being a part of, you know, adding art to the world for people to consume, whatever, however that means or not, if they don't like it, whatever. But, you know, I promised myself as a writer that, you know, we call it selling out. There's a term selling out. Right. Which is like, you know, you... You you know you basically bow to the money. If you make a lot of money in the process, being yourself, a lot of people do, and I say that is phenomenal and that is great. If you do well, no no problem. The people who have I could name a lot of it. Eric Clapton, right. <laughs> there's one for you right there. But uh, you know, for people uh, who remain true to their work and really know that their work, you know, they they take it seriously. You know, when they write songs and they put effort into trying to, you know create something for people to you know I don't want to say I don't want to I don't want to put the word positive in there but definitely that try to that try to enhance people's situation here on earth and not right. you know demoralize it you know uh, try I, and leave things a little better than they found yes them. exactly right and I think as an artist I take that very seriously you know and right. sometimes I'm not saying every song comes off positive sometimes the message is sad and negative you know and people need to feel that you know but uh I'm really focused on on keeping on being involved with you know my kids, my kids' school and their upbringing and their them being good people and treating people with respect and themselves with respect and uh, the earth with respect and you know that that's where my head is is at uh, for myself and that's where I leave this all you know and I I really as we said it last time man like for people no matter where you are in Afghanistan or in America or in Italy and, and all the things that we're going through everywhere right now or in Australia or wherever, you know, it's like, uh, 
man, if if you come back to your soul and any, you know, like start there, right. you know what I mean? Start there no matter what and see, see if you can find something there, you know, because uh, that's at the end of the day, man, that might be all we have really, you right. know. Anything you want to leave with, man? I think we, uh, I think we, we hit it pretty hard today. You know, uh, the only thing I could leave with is that uh, you know people just need to try and stay uh, positive and talk to your neighbor. You might just, you know, might just learn something about them that you didn't know before. You know. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.